for checking out this message from Spring Mountain. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, swimmountcf.co.uk. Or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, then please email prayer at springmountcf.co.uk. Okay, turn to your neighbour and say, oh, I like you. I like your jumper. Okay. If you've not got a jumper on, I'm sorry. If, it's, if you're sat next to Ian or Jake, you can say, I like your shorts. That's fine. Okay. Right. And you're back in the room. Okay. <laughs> but do you like that jumper and those shorts so much that, you know, you'd... you'd uh, you sort of burned up inside. You're thinking, oh, I wish I had Jake's Salter shorts. Or maybe not his legs. I wish I had his shorts, though. I wish I had his shorts. Maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, I wish I had, you know, Johnny's jumper because it's really fashionable, you know. <laughs> We're doing this series on enemies of the heart, and actually today's one is, is jealousy. And you might say, well, I'm not a jealous person. It doesn't bother me. I'm not somebody who, who particularly gets feelings of jealousy or envy, you know. Um, The Bible often describes God as a jealous God. What that means is he's protective of you. He cares for you. He wants to keep his arms wrapped around you. Not that he's, he's got a negative feeling, but jealousy as we see it tends to be negative, you know. I might be jealous because I can't play football the same way as I used to. Some would say I can't play football, but that's not true. I'm jealous because I can't perhaps run around quite as much as I did. Joel last night asked me to give him a shoulder ride. He's 22, and uh, that wasn't going to happen because he's bigger than me. You know, I might be jealous of Jeff and and Simon Chad because they support Manchester City and they won the league, you know? They might be jealous of me because I support Liverpool and we won the European Cup. Europe is is bigger than England, isn't it? So therefore, anyway. Right, no, we're not getting parties on this morning. Come on. And Man United fans are just jealous of everybody at the moment, so that's good. (laughs) But remember, there will be Man United fans in heaven, okay? Remember that. Maybe you're jealous of other people's talents, you know? You know, I might sometimes, you know, you might think, you know, I wish I could play the drums. I I wish I could sing like Paul Annabelle or Donna and Marie. I wish I could do those things. And in those senses, you might say, well, that's not really jealousy, that's just admiration. But actually, if we start to focus on it, it becomes jealousy and it steals. It's another thing that steals our joy because we start getting jealous of things that we can't do. Proverbs 14 verse 30 says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. You know, it's another enemy. Last week we talked about that, that sapping of your heat with guilt, the sapping of your bones and your strength. Jealousy does the same thing. It rots you from the inside out because it stirs things up inside that we don't want to don't have. It becomes our total focus. And jealousy usually starts out with, oh, I like that, or I don't like that person because... That's what it usually starts out with. I don't like that person because they can play the drums better than me or because they get opportunities that I don't get or because they dress better than me or because maybe they've got a better job than me or maybe they're better looking than me or maybe something. 
I don't even know why they're just ahead of me in some way. Maybe that's it. Maybe you can't even put your finger on why you don't like somebody. But I would say that if you feel those feelings, usually there's a jealousy at the heart of it. There's a sense of something. And then we disguise it with, it's not fair. It's a bit childish, really, isn't it? Anyone in here never said, it's not fair. Okay. No, no one. Good, good. I think we've all said it, but it's a bit of a childish emotion, isn't it? But even as adults, we can struggle with that emotion of it's not fair. That person has got this. That person has done this. That person. You know, you might have heard the stories of the ladies at Cherish and gone, oh, I'm really jealous that they had that experience. Well, go. (laughs) You know, you might look around this morning. I was looking at the the little, what's what's your son's name, Kerry? Reuben. And he was like rocking out to the songs this morning and absolutely going for it. He was clapping when the cap announcement was made for the person going debt free. You might be thinking, oh, I wish I had his, his energy. He's choosing to be joyful. You know, you don't know what's going on in his little head and his little life. But actually, he is celebrating. He is celebrating. You know, ironically, if you finally get the thing you were jealous of the other person for having, then you just move on to be jealous of something else or someone else. So jealousy is there at our cause if we're not careful. It's not fair that they have flat abs, you know? Anyone ever said that? No? It's not fair they have flat tabs. Uh, Nobody ever said it's not fair I'm not as cuddly as Johnny. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody has ever said that. Nobody's ever been jealous of my lovely belly, okay? But anyway, you might say it's not fair they've got money. It's not fair they've got a job. It's not fair they've got a nice house. It's not fair they've got a great partner. It's not fair they don't seem to have any problems. And jealousy is at the heart of that. Jealousy is at the heart of it's not fair. So we're going to read three passages from Acts which show the early church, and it shows what jealousy does to people. And it shows what jealousy can do to us if we're not careful. So Acts chapter 5, I'm going to read verse 12 and then 15 to 18, because verse 12 sets the picture, and verse 15 to 18 tells us where the jealousy comes in. So Acts chapter 5, verse 12, then 15 to 18 says this, The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. Maybe you're getting jealous already. Wish we could perform many signs and wonders. You know, it's not us that do it, it's God. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. As a result, the people brought the sick into the streets. I think that's a sick people. I don't think they just brought buckets. They brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits. And all of them were healed. Some of you might be thinking, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of those people that were healed. Why did, why did they get that and not me? Then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees, that's the religious people, the religious people were filled with jealousy. And what did they do? They arrested the apostles and put them in jail. What had they done? What had they done wrong? They'd done good things, hadn't they? All they saw was positive. The apostles were there. They were meeting together. They were seeing people restored. People who were broken were being brought back to life effectively. People who were chained and bound were given freedom. But the religious people got jealous. And the result of jealousy was they were arrested and put in the public jail. You know, jealousy comes from a heart that has wrong motives and always leads to wrong moves. Jealousy comes from a heart that has wrong motives and always leads to wrong moves. 
always. The reason we get jealous is because we start to think we aren't getting what we should get. We aren't getting the respect we deserve. We aren't getting the praise. We aren't getting the, the love that we think we should get. Do you know, if I, um, if I chose three people in this room right now, I'm not going to because I haven't got all the money I was going to get. You know, if I, said to, uh, I said to Adam, here's five pounds, Adam. Would you be happy with that? Would you be happy with that? I'm not giving it you. Yeah? This is a hypothetical situation. Would you be happy with that? Yeah, Adam would be happy for giving five pounds. Let's say I then came over here and said to uh, Lindsay, here's 20 quid. Would you be happy with that, Lindsay? How are you feeling? A bit gutted, why? Because she's got 20 quid, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then maybe I go over here and say to Guy and say, yeah, I've got 100 quid for you in the car. Is that all right? Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, I haven't really, okay. Disclaimer. <laughs> how are you feeling? Hmm. Hmm, and how are you feeling? You were quite happy, weren't you? Quite happy with your five pounds. But now, oh, no. Who's causing the jealousy? Is it Lindsay that's causing the jealousy? No. Is it Guy that's causing the jealousy? No. It's the giver. Yeah, it's the giver. So if you're jealous of somebody, you've got a problem with God. If you're jealous of what somebody has, you've got a problem with God. You're basically saying, God, you owe me. You know, look your neighbour in the eye and say, you owe me. Okay, right. Some of you, some of you as you do that, <laughs> some of you as you do that, I can sense there is a sense that you do owe each other, okay? <laughs> so take that afterwards and deal with it, that's fine. However, could you honestly this morning look God in the eye and say, God, you owe me? Because he's already got it covered. He's already paid it. He's already given Jesus so that you can be free. He has already given the sacrifice needed for you to be clean of sin. To, for you to inherit eternal life. For you to, to take hold of all these promises. Is that great? Yeah. yeah. But you know, some of us will get different gifts from God. Some of us, God will give different things too. You don't know what that person has been through before they get that gift. You don't know why God has given them that gift. But actually, your problem when you are jealous is with God. Because you're saying, it's not fair that I can't do that. It's not fair that I can't have that. Do you understand where we're coming? When you're jealous of somebody and you say, it's not fair or I don't like them because your problem isn't with that person. Your problem isn't with your neighbor. Your problem is you saying, God, you owe me. God, you owe me. When actual fact, God has already paid. God doesn't owe you anything because he's already paid. And he wants to give and give and give. It's just not always the thing you think you want. And that's where jealousy comes into it. You could not look God in the eyes and say, you owe me. You know, there's one thing that sometimes makes a jealous heart feel better. What is it? Sleep, okay, that's somebody experienced there. <laughs> Schadenfreude, right, I think we need a lesson on that later. Ian will talk to you all later. It's a German word that we used. Absolutely, yeah. Schadenfreude is a German word, girls, isn't it? Yes, that we use in English that nobody here mean, understands what it means other than Ian. Do you understand what it means, Hilly? Hilly's shaking her head. I did know, but I'd forgotten. Anyway, Schadenfreude is basically when you see somebody else fail or fall, Yeah. Pretty much. And enjoying it. And enjoying it. Yes. So 
That's one thing that makes a jealous heart feel better, isn't it? That person perhaps that you don't like, and you might not be able to put your finger on why not, or that thing that's not fair, when actually that person falls a little bit and fails, then actually that makes us feel better. Is that twisted? Is that a little bit twisted? I'm not immune to this. You know my feelings about Manchester United. That, 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 is, that is my jealousy of the years of our trophy, lack of, lack of trophies and their fullness. But actually, I am not immune to it and neither are you. When we see someone lose what they have or when we see someone take a hit, it can make us feel better. Is that a godly thought? Is that what God would feel like? Yeah? No. It makes the jealous heart feel soothed, but only temporarily. You know... Jealousy starts to disconnect us from the one we are supposed to worship. Jealousy disconnects us from the giver. Because just like Adam felt a bit miffed with Lindsay, and Lindsay felt a bit miffed with Guy, and we feel a bit miffed sometimes, and it's actually with God. And jealousy will disconnect our hearts from the giver of all things, from the God who is life. And if we allow our jealousy to go unchallenged, then how can we love God with our heart, soul, and mind? How? If we allow it to go unchallenged, if we allow that thought of it's not fair, that's the different thing to injustice. That's a very different thing to injustice. God sometimes looks at it and says, that's not fair, but I'm a God that is fair. But it's when we've got our own sense of justice, self-righteousness, I think it probably comes from. We certainly, if, we are, if it goes unchallenged, we cannot love God with our whole heart, soul, and mind. And if we can't love God with our whole heart, soul, and mind, then we cannot love our neighbour with our whole heart. And we cannot love our enemies as he calls us to. So jealousy really is an enemy of the heart. We see it at the beginning of Acts. Jealousy corrupts love. And love needs to be everything. Love needs to be everything. Jealousy rots love. It corrupts it. It twists it. And it actually ends up damaging us. God has made you and me to be you and me in our situation and for his purposes. Does God get it wrong? No. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. But God has made you to be you and me to be me. And actually, the more we... The, Tuesday night was exciting. On, on Those who are coming on Tuesday night, has it been really good? Yeah. yeah, okay. Really good. But Tuesday night, we talked about the fact that... Um, we see people who are really anointed, yes? People who are really gifted and, and God seems to just be there all the time in their lives, yeah? You can probably think of somebody right now who you think, yeah, absolutely. But the message on Tuesday night was, the more obedient a person is, the more anointed they are. It's connected. The more obedient to what God wants, the more anointed we are. The more we follow and trust him, the more he will be a part of everything. Jealousy corrupts love, and love is everything, because God is love. God has made you to be you. The next passage where we see jealousy in Acts is Acts chapter 13, verses 44 to 52. It says this, On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. And when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. Just stop there a minute. The Jews are saying, that's not fair. We want them in our temple. We want them to come to our service. We want them to listen to what I've got to say. The Jews were filled with jealousy. You know, why are we not getting people to hear God's word? 
Maybe sometimes you're jealous because you might say, why don't I hear from God as much? Why don't I hear from God as much? But actually, if it's the jealousy that's saying that, then that's why we're not hearing from God as much. Because jealousy rots the heart. Why, don't, why are these people not flocking to us? It goes on to say this. The Jews, they began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly. We had to speak the word of God to you first, since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life. We now turn to the Gentiles. They'd been offered this gift. They'd been offered this gospel. They had been told that Jesus was who he was. And then they're jealous when other people start to accept it. They're jealous. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. But the Jewish leaders, the leaders, not just the the people on the ground, the leaders incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Can you see the contrast in that story? Yeah, the contrast... It often takes a habit to break a habit. Would you agree? Yeah? A diet is simply replacing the bad choices with good choices, isn't it? It's learning a habit of putting the right things in. Exercise is learning that habit of what to do to make your body stronger, fitter, go further and go faster. It's a habit replacing a habit. What habits can we see in ourselves that we've replaced with better habits? You, you know, when you were little, some of you might pick your nose and at it. You know, you certainly aren't doing it now, I don't think. Who bites the nails? You know, when I was little, my mum made me have the habit of painting that stop and grow on my nails. It, 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 the worst thing about it was, not only does it stop you from eating your nails, it stops you from eating anything, because it makes everything taste absolutely gross. So I still bite my nails, because I haven't found a habit to replace that. Or maybe I haven't given that to God. Maybe I should. Maybe it's not a simple... No, maybe it's a serious thing. But if we find ourselves getting a bit twisted up with jealous thoughts of others, then what are you going to replace them with? If you have that thought and says, I don't like that person, how are you going to replace that thought? What are you going to replace it with? If you have that thought of it's not fair... What are you going to replace that thought with? You know, we've talked many times recently about, about joy being a choice. Yeah? And it's exciting in the worship this morning to see people, more people choosing to be joyful in their praise. It's not about being happy, but it is about saying, God, I'm in a bad place maybe, but you are the one who can do something about it. You are the one I can praise in this time. I can come before you and I can put those other things to one side for now or bring them before you because you say I've taken them off yet. And I can be free in your presence to praise you, God, because God is good. Yeah? So we should choose joy. We've talked about that a lot. Well, this morning, the opposite of being jealous is to celebrate with the person you're jealous of. The opposite of jealousy is celebration. Celebration. So that person that you think, I really don't like them, you know, 
I'm going to, Jeff, I think it's great that Man City have won the league. It's so good. I'm really pleased for you. I feel really good already. You know, I feel great. Not that Jeff did anything. <gasps> no, I, do, I feel better doing that than, than dwelling on it, Jeff, in fairness. <laughs> it does feel a lot better to say well done than... Because it's not Jeff's fault that Man City won the league. He didn't do anything, I don't think. Maybe he went and watched them a couple of times. No, we try again. They deserved it, you know. I'm not going to sit in my bedroom stewing over the fact that that's happened. But when we celebrate with somebody, it's far better than actually being jealous of them. I might not feel like singing Blue Moon or jumping up and down. But actually, I can rejoice in the fact that Jeff's happy. Yeah? I can stand by my brother and go, yes, that's great. But you know, you can't wait till you feel like behaving that way. You can't wait till it feels okay. Because that won't happen. We need to stand alongside one another and celebrate with our successes, no matter who they are, no matter what your feelings are. I heard a phrase this week that says, it's far easier to behave your way into a new way of thinking than it is to think your way into a new way of behaving. Yeah? It's far easy to start doing it and then it becomes a habit than to think about doing it and never do it. Yeah? It's far easier to behave your way into a new way of thinking than to think your way into a new way of behaving. Contrast the two groups in the stories here. I'll make it easy for you. The Jews. Here's the words that describe the Jews' hearts, okay, in this passage we've just read. Jealous, stirrers, contradictory, persecuting, abusers. Any of those words positive? They're the religious leaders. They are the leaders. And that's their feelings. All because a group of people have got some people coming to listen to what they've got to say. What does it say about the Gentiles, the ones who do listen to the message? It says this, they are repentant. They are glad. They are Holy Spirit filled. They are joyous. They are believing and they are God honoring. Which one would you rather be? Which one would you rather be? Because it's a choice. It is a choice. You can choose to be like that side that's saying... I'm going to condemn you, I'm going to contradict you, I'm going to speak down to you, I'm going to, I'm going to persecute you, I'm going to stir other people up against you. Or we can say, we can be glad, we can be joy-filled, we can be Holy Spirit-filled, we can believe. Which one would we be rather connected to and which group of people do we see people flocking to? Yeah? Which place do the people flock to? The place of joy. The place of celebration, the place of good, they don't flock to the people who are condemnatory. You know, nobody likes a jealous heart because it spreads. But guess what? So does joy. So does celebration. So does a Holy Spirit-filled life. You know, when little Reuben was stood here dancing before, the number of people who suddenly started to smile that weren't smiling before, because it spreads. It's contagious. Celebration is not insincerity. It's not just celebrating. You know, I'm not gritting my teeth and celebrating with Jeff. I'm saying, well done. That's what we need to do to those people that we say, I'm not sure about. Celebration says, jealousy, I know you're lurking around down there, messing things up, but I'm not going to let you win. 
I'm not going to spend the rest of my life upset with people because God has chosen to give them gifts and opportunities he didn't give me. I am going to learn to celebrate out loud the things that have been driving me crazy. Do you think that kind of life change would shock people? Do you think it would have an impact? Do you think people would see a change in, in us? Yeah. But it's not in our own strength. It's not in our own strength. Maybe you think usually they roll their eyes and say something kind of mean. And she actually came over and complimented me. What's with that? They normally say something discouraging. They've been encouraging. What's with that? We don't want to live with jealousy. It's ugly. It's corrosive. It's a poison to us and to the people around us and to our life with God. Last bit, Acts chapter 17, verses 1 to 5, says this. When Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. If you don't know that this morning, Jesus is the one that was promised of God. He is the one that was promised that died for you and for me so we could be forgiven. This is what Paul was saying. This is the message he was taking and he took it first to the Jewish, the Israelite nation, to the ones who were chosen in the first place by God. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and quite a few prominent women. But other Jews were jealous. See it again. So what did they do? In their jealousy, did they go home and grumble? Did they talk to their friends and gossip? Maybe that's what we do. No, they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob and started a riot in the city. Totally over-the-top response. Why? Because they were jealous. Because they had a thing at the heart of them that said, it's not fair. You know, jealous thoughts round up a mob of others. And try to root out the good. As soon as we start to dislike somebody because of who they are, then our thoughts will round up a mob of others. And it will start to infect us. When actually we should celebrate. We want to celebrate the good. We want to celebrate the ones that are doing well. And walk alongside them. You know, Paul was reasoning. He wasn't arguing. He wasn't being divisive. What was he doing? He was trying to help them see Jesus. He was trying to help them see Jesus. That is our mission, Spring Mount. If you're a Christian this morning, we have got to help other people see Jesus. And if we don't help them see Jesus, they'll see the divisiveness, they'll see the argumentative, they'll see the contradictory, they'll see the the ones that will persecute and put down. You know, people won't always like us showing them Jesus because it means there needs to be changes of heart. And that's what these Jews in this passage were jealous of. The change of heart that was coming. That other people were being changed. They were like, it's not fair. Why am I not getting this? Why is it not just for us? Why are we not keeping it to ourselves? Why, why, why? You know, Judas betrayed Jesus, didn't he? And Jesus knew it was going to happen. But what did Jesus do? He invited him to the Passover to celebrate. He didn't think... This man's going to betray me. I'm not going to bring him to my party. I'm not having him as part of my group. He invited him along to be a part of what he was doing. Yeah? Jesus kissed him as Judas led soldiers to arrest him. 
That's celebrating with somebody who you could be jealous of. That's celebrating with somebody who you may not like. Do you know, this morning, I believe Jesus wants to celebrate with us in this place. And he will celebrate. And it says in the Bible, when we are changed and when we, are, when we become his children, there is a party in heaven over just one person. You know, Jesus wants to celebrate with you and me this morning, even though we have some decay in our hearts. Yeah? He's got every right to say, don't like that person. They don't, go, don't do everything I ask them to do. He's got every right to say, I died for them and look at what they, how they treat me. But he doesn't. He wants to celebrate with you. And he wants to rejoice with you because he wants to celebrate alongside you, even though we're not perfect, you know? He wants to celebrate with you. Is there someone you're struggling to get on with this morning? Is there somebody, it might, you might not root it out as jealousy, but I believe it is. I believe at the heart of it, it's because of something they do or because of something they've done or something they've got. Is there somebody you're struggling to get on with because of that this morning? If there is, celebrate with them. Encourage them. Encourage them. And rejoice over them. Why? Because that will bring about change in your life. Because otherwise you're saying, God, you owe me. God, you owe me. We don't do it on our own. We do it with the power of the Holy Spirit. And what a transformative community we will see in Barrow when we allow celebration to be at its heart. Would you agree? Yeah. Do you know we live in a country where there's not an awful lot to celebrate sometimes at the moment? There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of negativity. But do you know we can choose to celebrate the Jesus that is yesterday, today, and forever the same? The Jesus who gave it all for you, no matter what you give back. But he says, come. I've got a better way. I've got it covered. I don't owe you. So stop blaming me for the things you haven't got. And start celebrating with me for the life that I've given you. Will we choose to? That is the answer. That is the question. And only you know the answer this morning. Let's pray.